your host, Megan. And I'm your other host, Imogen. This is Classically Awful. A Blake 7 podcast. Hmm. That's a good way to start the episode, actually. Yeah. <laughs> we're just chatting. We've got faces for podcasts. We do. This is, this is going to be our new um, favourite. We've got oh, a dog wagging a tail in the background. Another one eating a... Um, dogs for podcasts. But we do have faces for podcasts. Oh, they... In fact, we should just have them as our faces, I think. Actually, yeah. Or could we do some sort of weird Photoshop where his, my cute puppy's face is on my body... And your cute puppy's face is on your body. I'm sure that can be arranged. Would that creep people out a lot? It would be very creepy, but yeah, yes. That would creep me out. But hey, that's probably one of the things we're aiming to achieve. Yeah, creeping people out is <laughs> a good thing. A lot of people on, on the show creep people out. Yes. yes. So for context, we have our dogs in here with us. It's a very hot um, day and we're in a very closed off room to stop the sound. So I have took... Taking notes, but those notes are all home. Yes. So well, you've been, you've been very in, involved in puppy parenthood. So we've been doing puppy parenthood for the last four days, but I am, I'm well equipped to have a good old chat about this, what I thought was a weaker episode than the last. Yeah, yeah I can see that. It's a very um, sort of, well, there's a few very important things that happen in it, obviously, mm. but it's, um, it's, it's a lot more... World building wise. and Yeah, and there's a bit more character introduction, which is great, but yeah, it sure. does tend to be a little bit less fantastic um, than the first the first episode, which is funny because I do remember skipping the first episode and going straight to this one whenever I used to rewatch and this yeah. time around, I'm like, yeah, actually, I should have been skipping this one instead. But it's, but it's still good. It's still good. watch it. It's totally awesome. Sorry, what's it called? Dying? Sorry. It's called Spacefall. Um, not for um, no Skyfall like I tried to call reason. it. It's not about James Bond. Do they don't fall out of space. No, they don't fall out of space. There's nothing really... Fully, or there's oh. a quite a bit of space, I suppose, or, the, or what do you call space? There's a bit of falls anywhere. We start yeah. off um, uh, with a shot of all the prisoners where we left them last time in their bus seats mm. um, at the hairdressers in the ship. Yeah, hairdressers facing the wrong way. Uh, and um, you just get a brief shot of them. You can see Blake still in his uh, restraints, and yeah. you can see Villa and Jenna. Um, and then it switches to the captain's bridge, which is a hilarious little oh, set. My favourite character is coming up. Uh, <laughs> it's a hilarious set. It's just it's it's just all old computer screens from the nineteen fifties and buttons, and a couple of crew members going through the motions of getting out of the solar system, basically. And we can meet the captain, whose name I never ever get. I don't think. Oh, and I've got my notes, but and something you know. Two of his officers, masculine-y. Yeah. And just sort of captainy. Yeah, and he looks like Captain too, doesn't he? He's, sort of, he he's does. sort of a bit grizzled. And I actually looked this guy up when I was doing my research when you know before we got here, but and I he was a, an actor, you know, did all that stuff, East Enders, the Bill, all that sort of stuff oh, yeah. in, in in the UK and was Man, quite I need a, to get some bill drops, I think. No. Oh yeah, <laughs> we need to get some drops from the bill for sure. <laughs> um but yeah, like lots of these guys are just stage and screen guys. Like yeah. st- um, like stage guys. Like they do they do plays and like lots of directors here in Australia and I'm sure in the States just do they mostly make their money out of theatre. Mm-hmm. And when a, when a TV show comes along, that's great. That's a bit of coin for a while. So, yeah, he's a good actor. Yeah, they're all, they're all I mean, they're all good. Yeah. And, that's the, and that's the thing that's really interesting when you look at this one as opposed to the, like, I know we always do make this, the, the comparison between Star Trek and this, but there is a lot more quality acting, I think, in Blake 7. There's, yeah. some, there's some real shithouse acting as well, but there is some really... There are some really good actors who go on to do really amazing things. 
It's sometimes funny, so I'm just putting my chihuahua on the floor. It's sometimes funny to draw the distinction between the shit acting and a shit script. Yes. Because sometimes the acting is good, but the script is just so bad. Yeah. That they can't, they can't even they really can't do with it. In some, well, in some circumstances, I think Trek actors do make, like, make a, make a, a gold purse out of a pig's ear yeah. when it comes to the scripts they get. Um, and these guys are stage guys, so they're not used to doing it for TV mostly. Yeah. But um, yeah, anyway, so anyway, so we get we get a we get a shot of the the bridge crew getting switching lots of little toggly buttons. Um, there's a dude there who looks like Eric Idle. I call him Erzat's Eric Idle. Yeah, he looks he's very he's very sweet looking, and he looks like a nice guy, which is immediate so is immediate red flag. For, for anyone yeah, on this show. Yeah, think he's in a red shirt. Because every single person who's even vaguely nice gets killed, usually. You, but you think he's going to peg it. But, um, and then there's also Raker, who is the second in command and who is a fairly large part of this episode. And you can tell he's a nasty piece of work. I think it's fair to say he's a giant asshole. Yes. Jump. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's like, hey, at this point, he's just doing operational stuff. But as they leave the bridge and he's about to go and give the usual pep talk to the prisoners, uh, the captain pulls him aside and sort of says, oh, there's a female prisoner on this ship. And, and we know that Jenna's on the ship and she is literally the only girl. Um, yeah, she's in this entire episode. She's got girly parts. Yes. Uh, and the captain basically pulls Raker aside and says, uh, uh, don't, you know, bonk her in the corridors. He says, be discreet, which is like, so, no, for me that was like, you bonk her in the corridors, but just don't let anybody else see. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Raker. Sir? There's a female prisoner on our manifest. I'd noticed that, sir. Yes, well, uh, be discreet. Yeah. <laughs> It's so, just, it was just, and you know, right. up to that point, you're okay with the captain as yeah, well. It's like, like, yeah, it's okay if you rope it, just I just don't want to know about it. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty not really cool. cool. Very um, in any case, Raker goes in and gives this uh, pep talk to the prisoners. Um, he notices that Blake is in the restrained chair, so decides to um, establish dominance. Is, yeah, that's right. It's a bit like the two dogs have got in the room here. Yeah, although no, they, they don't know what dominance is, they don't care. But yeah, no, it's, just, it's, it's like, you know, it's like watching two junk men at a party, you know, yeah. trying to work out who's got the, you know, anyway, it's it's pretty gross, but it is what happens. And that's why you've got to remember, this is a prison ship, and if he's just doing his job, then he's probably doing the right thing. To yeah. pick out the strongest one and make sure that the, they've made an example of yeah, them. Exactly. And, yeah, I mean, we, we pull, we've there. already got that set up, too, with, like, being... The um, people's hero. Yeah, people's hero, yeah. that shit dude who everyone's going to follow. Yeah, and so he needs to take him down a peg or two. But you want to get up, don't you, Dom? Okay, no, you go. I think my sister wants chihuahua. No, no, I'm putting oh, him up with you. Okay, I want chihuahua. <laughs> You've got two but, dogs now. Yeah, so, um, and then what does Raker do? And then Raker, similar to Riker. Very similar to Riker. But, but, but Mike Riker, obviously, a much more lovable character and there's a lot less potential raping and bullying. Yes. And in Star Trek, the world, this guy's this guy's genuinely a nasty part. He's a nasty piece of work, and he, and he and he and he shouts at Blake, and he makes him, you know, makes him call him sir, and gets gets very angry. We get one of the best bits. I for think him. we've got a drop. Yeah, it might, come, it might come in. You didn't hear an order, sir. Say it. I didn't hear an order, sir. <laughs> now you'll <might laughs> find out what he says. Um, but he he um. He's, well, anyway, they have a bit of a confrontation then. Raker goes into the crew quarters and they let Blake off his chair. They have a discussion. He makes a pass at Jenna. What does he say to Jenna? Oh, he says to Jenna, um, 
He says, I've noticed you're only a few numbers on board or something like that. And um, uh, if you find conditions intolerable, I might be able to make other arrangements or something like that. And it's to like come and sleep in my quarters. In other words. And she says, um, uh, he says, she says, oh, thank you. That's very considerate of you. And he says, why make things hard on yourself? And she says, why indeed? That's very considerate of you. Why make it hard on yourself? Why indeed? And then we get a little shot of Jenna whispering in his ear. Yeah. Oh, whatever she says. And I know exactly what she says. <laughs> well, we don't, as the audience, get to hear what she says, but whatever it is. I uh, bet you she says, I bet you couldn't make things hard at all. Yeah, or something like that. In any case, yeah. he gives her a big whack across so, the cheek for that yeah, one. Big, big bitch slap across the cheek, which is not okay. No. Without seeing our hitting table. He did a hit. And doing a hit is not nice. No, it's not okay. Um, not hit anybody ever. No, we do not do hits. Anyway, so, Jenna. But she's still, still pretty proud of herself, so it must have been a good one, Lana. Yeah, because she comes out of that smack smiling. She rubs her cheek a bit, but she's like, like oh, I got one. one. She's pretty sassy. Yeah, we like she's Jenna. She's sass. I'm, 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 I'm one of my bisexual awakening characters, that one. Oh, there you go. <laughs> good to know. Yeah, I always got to get in there. Viewers? <laughs> You're looking for a bisexual awakening. This might be the episode for you. <laughs> bit off me now, but you know. Um, She's yeah. still got it. Oh, yeah, they do. They and this, do is, actually. this is something we will get into as we go across. Um, these, all of these, like, seven people have been in, like, so much English drama. Yeah. Or yeah, quasi-drama. I'm speaking specifically Midsummer Murders and English crime TV. And they are great. They're still great actors. And yes. they still look great. And some of them have been in comedy and lots of them don't take themselves too seriously, apart from the ones who have RSVP died. Gareth Thomas, RSVP, um, RIP, so it's a, it's a little in-joke, it's a two-percenter. Um, yeah, so, you know, yeah. she's, she's great. She's, she's, she's an awesome character she in this she gets, she gets better and better as the series goes on, too, yeah. although her hair doesn't, unfortunately. Well, I have, I have hair news because it has to be like seven hair cast as well. Have hair news, and that hair news is that she was wearing a hairpiece the first season, and the second season it's her real hair. It's her real hair, so oh. she was wearing a big old hairpiece. And look, the thing is, it's good. The English do better hair than the Americans because you could tell when Beverly Crush is wearing a wig. You can tell when Deanna Troy is wearing a wig and stuff. This looked like good. This is good hair. It's good hair, probably a real hairpiece, and she looks fantastic, and we love the hair. She hated it, the actress. Oh, well, it'd be too She's hot, like, wouldn't it? It would have been hot and horrible. She hated it. She wanted her own hair, and she got her own hair. Well, spoiler alert, she gets her own hair in series two and three. Oh, well. So, yeah, sorry. On with the show. Oh, <laughs> on with the show. Anyway, okay. So, oh, one of the other things before we get to Raker is that the other thing that gives you a hint that maybe we shouldn't really be that sympathetic to the captain is that he, he tells Raker to up uh, the suppressants in the... Um, oh, yeah. In the... the, yeah. in the and he says, I like and dose on. Yeah, which is a bit... Yeah, it's a bit off. But then oh. again, uh, look, to be honest, I mean, this is going to be my little background as a lawyer coming through, but I, I think that if they really genuinely are criminals... Which, you know, Blake and Jenna and the ones who met. Really Jenna's are, a criminal. Yeah, she's a criminal. But if they really are violent criminal. criminals, then absolutely do it. You know, mm-hmm. I, not that I advocate that in our own prison system, but I would be okay with it. But these are sort of smart people who run foul of the Federation and who are like freedom fighters, really, in inverted commas. But if they've actually got rapists, murderers, and mass killers, and poisoners, and whatever else on board. Mm who are a threat to the crew and would kill everybody on board by being dangerous, then that's okay. But you don't 
Yeah, I'd give some presents to the people who are not, not going to be a physical threat. But then again. Well, like, we'll just whack limiters in everyone's but heads. Yeah, that's right. But I also just love how the absence of presence doesn't change the rest of the way the episode goes. No, so, no. Anyway. Well, no, actually, there's a line later on that I noticed, which I didn't, I've never noticed before. Oh, we'll right. get to that, okay. though. All right. um, anyway, so they say that the ship's going to be in in transit for eight months. Eight months. Which is a long time, especially since they've only got two little rooms. Uh, and there is a sort of a bit of filler stuff that just happens there, and suddenly, oh, we meet... Uh, one of our most important characters. <gasps> oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Our favourite. Avon. Kerr Avon. In any case, we meet Avon and he's established very early on as a super smart, super cold, calculating, su- calculating computer dude. Um, Blake Kerr Avon. When it comes to computers, he's the number two man in all the federated worlds. Who's number one? The guy who caught him. Um, and, I mean... If you know anything about Blake 7 at all, you know that most people think of it as a show about Avon and not a show about Blake. So it's a bit of a spoiler there, but Blake is the hero, the everyman, the person everyone loves. And Man Avon of the people, is the, one. the freedom fighter, yeah. And Avon is the cold, practical one whom everyone actually enjoys the lines of more. So. Oh, well, he got written better. Anyway, Blake wants to take over the ship. Um, Avon would be able to control the computer for him. And just to fill in the backstory on Avon is the reason that he's on the prison ship is that he tried to steal, get the number, five million credits. Five million credits. Five million credits out of the Federation banking system. What went wrong? I relied on other people. Why all the questions, or is it merely a thirst for knowledge? Out of the Federation banking he system. Says later on, he says later on in the season, oh, in season two, isn't it? Or three. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He says his girlfriend, we were going to be so rich that no one could touch us. And I'm like, God, five, five million credits, million eh? credits. That's that a lot of money. Buy you a house in an, in an inner suburb of Sydney at the moment. No, we're not. <laughs> I mean, five million. Maybe, maybe inflation's well, a little bit different. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but it was just... so funny. Maybe the scale is, you know, maybe it's like five American dollars to a credit, but... Um, the the number seems so tiny. And it hilarious. does. It was hilarious. One yeah, million dollars. He failed to get his five million credits out of the federation banking system, and you know, oh, what went wrong? I relied on other people. Says Avon. So you, he's established as a um, as a lone loner and a smarty pants and a smarty pants and someone who could potentially take over the computers of the ship, which would, is very interesting to Blake because Blake wants to take over the ship. Um, anyway, blah, 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 lots of stuff happens that's not very interesting, to be honest. Yeah, they get a plan in, they get a plan in motion, and we, we work out later on that it's taken them four months to get to, the, to get the plan in motion, and it's like, okay, there are literally two rooms that they're allowed in, Yeah. and yeah, yeah. there's literally a hatch in one of the walls that they yeah. can get into that takes yeah, them directly yeah. to the computer room. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> This is a prison ship. You haven't opened that hatch yet. It's been four months. <laughs> you idiots. It's like, open the hatch. I don't care how much bloody weed you've got in your food. You can yeah, yeah. freaking work out how, fucking hatch. how to open a fucking trapdoor. Um, and yeah, they're just, oh, it's, it's terrible. I mean, it, it indica- it's indicative of how terrible a lot of their plans are later on in the series oh as well. Oh my God. But yes, they have this uber, uber smart plan to go and get control of the computer they need Avon for it, so Blake sort of... You're a civilised man, Avon. On Cygnus Alpha, that will not be a survival characteristic. An intelligent man can adapt. 
cajoles him into doing it. He runs up through the the hatch. Oh, oh, but I missed the best bit. While they're chatting about this, we cut, we cut to the bridge where... Oh, is that Sarah Carl? Is there? Is there, and the captain is there, and so is Raker, and they get hit by a shockwave. Oh, yeah. And there's a space battle going on, which is hilarious because they put it up on screen. Oh, yeah, this is the worst special effect in history. It's so funny. It's, they put it up on screen, and it's like someone playing Snake on their Nokia. It's yeah. It's just this... That's this, what it it's is. Snake, it's just a lot of white dots and a couple of little... Two arrows with a little sort of trail following around on a grid, like a grid pattern-like. Oh, black and white. And it's just so terrible. And then, then something explodes. But, but the best thing is when they put up this Nokia screen... Um, <laughs> the captain says, I've never seen anything like that before. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. God, I'm looking at it right now on my phone screen. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, we've never seen anything like that in about, Not for about 20, 20 years. years. <laughs> ah, until Nokia's went out of business and we got the iPhone. Yeah. So, or, you know, or whatever particular Android device you happen to be. Um, yes, we, we shouldn't be mentioning brands. Not without payment. payment. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they see this space battle. They decide to try and get around it. But the, but the upshot of this, this is that they're getting, they're periodically getting hit by... Shockwaves, which are nasty. Um, And they don't even know who's having this space battle, apparently. Which is because there's no no way to find out. I mean, I suppose it is a prison ship. It's not like it's Enterprise or such an Enterprise. Well, they've got sensors and they can just detect what's happening. Their sensors get knocked out too, so they can't really tell. But the the the, um, I mean, it's just it's amusing to me that they are four months out from Earth on a route that is apparently often travelled. Yeah. And there are alien ships just yeah, hanging around. Having a big fight. And they don't give a crap. They're like, well, we're not going to go anywhere near Let's it. just avoid that. got nothing to do with us. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm used to Star Trek where it's like, we well, have to go and investigate. I think Raiken wants to go and have a little look. Yeah. And that's not like Eric Idle doesn't care because he's studying for his commander's exam because he doesn't want to be stuck in old tubs like this. And the, ca- the commander's like, captain's just... like, no, we're getting out of the way of this shit. We just, we, we just want to go, go, drop these douchebags off and get, get paid and go and have on. a drink. Yeah, yeah that's right. Um, I hate that. It's fine. Anyway. <laughs> so they yeah. try and go around it um, and they're getting hit by greater and greater broadsides. Um, they smuggle Avon into this. Um, yeah, which they should have done three done. months earlier. Yeah, which they should have done. <laughs> Anyway, they smuggle Avon into the computer room. He has a little bit of trouble and is a bit delayed. Has a bit of a fight. He, has, he does some really good Blake Seven fighting. Yeah, Blake Seven fighting is Blake, fun. Blake Seven fighting is really good because like they don't they do actually, any. They don't do any sound effects. But they do proper stuntman stuff. Yeah. And like, I mean, I know from watching Star Trek, we talk about stuff. The Star Trek fighting is pretty lame. In the first few seasons, it's yeah. very lucky. Yeah. And that's, like, ten years later than this, but too. But this Black Sand fighting is pretty good. Like, the BBC must have had a good stuntman budget. Well, no, they're, and they're all trained as uh, stage actors, as you say, and they've all oh, done stage all fighting. they tumble and yeah. do all that stuff. Anyway, so good Blake Seven fighting. Avon does a good Blake Seven. He's not the good one. The other one who does the falling and the tumbling and the work, he's good. Yeah, or they probably just cast him. He's actually probably just a stuntman. Yeah, cast. yeah, yeah, that's right. But anyway, he does a bit of a fight. Gets control of the computer. The, um... They are uh, sacrificed. Right. The other, the only other oh, nice person on the no. ship, because Avon's taking too long, and Blake's like, "Well, I better go in after him." Um, and the only other nice guy on the ship, so says, I'll go. I'll I go. haven't done anything yet, and you can tell he's a red shirt. He's so about to die. He's about he to goes die. into the um, area between the, the hull and the the side, the inside of the ship, and the hut. Predictably, get they get hit by a broadside. The um, and this ceiling gel, ceiling comes, gel out. comes in because there's a hole punch to seal the hole puncture. And the ceiling gel is very obviously shaving cream. It's fantastic. Oh, oh Jenny gets a bit of it on her she's hand. Like, it, 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 it goes, goes solid in it seconds. It goes solid in seconds. <laughs> it just got it in her hand. She's it, like, 
It is shaving cream. Yeah. Like, so that's all I'm saying. Like, unless you want those fingers, fingers super glued together. Yeah, the rest of the Fraternity, I'd be able to get and find yourself a chuck, you know, wonder wipe somewhere. <laughs> Just put it on her fingers. And so obviously shaving cream. It goes solid in seconds. Yeah, so anyway. Get it off your fucking fingers, Jenna. <laughs> I know, dude. Oh, anyway. So he gets, they get to the, uh, they, they, Avon takes control of the computer. Oh, the, the dude, the nice guy gets sealed up inside the, yeah, um, yeah, he's, he's, he dead. He, he, he very dead. dead. I wonder what they do with him afterwards, like. Well, he's sealed up with the sealing gel. I think no, it's alright. Are they gonna, like, what do they, like, that, that's a, that's a, that's a maintenance hat. Surely they have to clean it out somehow afterwards. Oh, I don't know. They probably send some prisoners in there. Chisel, chisel him out. A block, yeah. Of, yeah. a block of person. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's probably next episode. We don't, we don't, because the ship doesn't land next episode for very long. So maybe they just turn around and go home. I reckon they would. Who knows? Anyway. Yeah, so they, um, they, they, but Avon lets them out. They have a ridiculously abortive attempt at taking over the ship. Oh, yeah. Which yeah, fails. Less said the better, probably. Yeah. I think, like, actually, yeah, you were like, telling me before. Yeah, what happens is they have it. Pretty much to hostage, and then somebody turns around, and one of the people who's got the guns, they've got everything, they've got everything, they've found the, they haven't found the armory, but they've got guns enough. And then somebody says, "Drop your guns," and so Villa drops his gun, and he's the only one with a gun. And then they get it back, and everybody's fine. You know, they're back prisoners again. And then, um, am I allowed to go into this asshole a bit that Riker Riker does? What Riker does? Because oh, they seal themselves up in the computer room. That's right, yeah. And Blake says, right, here's my demands. Give me the whole shit, blah, blah, blah. And... Do you have a clear view of our little assembly, Blake? We see you. Then lock off the scanner and keep watching. Ah! Ah! I'm going to kill one of your friends... Every 30 seconds, starting now. I'll stop when you give yourselves up. Or I run out of prisoners. Raker, listen to me. Raker, damn you, those men are unarmed! The talking's over, Blake. Let me talk to Leyland. Raker! Raker! Um, Raker goes to Captain What's-His-Face and says, I'll just deal with this, give me free reign. Two seconds. And he shoots three, and then mm. after Blake surrenders, he shoots another one. So that's how you know he's an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, good, that one, isn't it? Because Blake's like, okay, okay one, yeah, all right, yeah, he won't do any more. Two, yeah, he won't do another one, he does another one. He's like, <laughs> it was pretty serious from day Yeah, it was pretty nasty. And like, okay, so a few more red short shirts peg it. Yeah, by the yeah. time I get to see this alpha, there's not very many There's not very many prisoners left. Um, and that's the end of that one. And then yeah. the space battle's still going on. Space battle's stopped by now. I think they've gone past it. But yeah, they 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 they've rounded up Blake and Jenna and Avon, who were the who were the ringleaders of the assault and Villa too, I suppose. Um, and for some reason, they don't confine them in their chairs or do anything. With, they just stick them back yeah, in with the population. Yeah, they um, But um, they come across one of the ships from the space battle battle, um, which is drifting. Uh, unmanned, and they assume that it's a, sp- a ship from the space battle. It's like nothing they've ever seen before, and it's not Nokia this time. It is beautiful. It's rather lovely. We get our first look at yeah. the ship. We'll that's... put a photo up when we get our website. We'll put a photo up of yeah. what the Liberator is. It's pretty well conceived. It's a good ship, I think. Although, again, yeah. it's one of those ships that would never be able to land. 
Like it does land at various points in the show. Does it? I watched ahead. Yeah, it does. I don't know how. I, think I, I thought it oh, maybe space docks. It's space docks, but it never yeah, lands because it doesn't have like it's it, 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 it would like the back. It would it would end up. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. when you see it, when, when you see, you understand. Viewers, listeners. <laughs> but yeah, um, they they find this ship and they send some people over there, and it's quite dramatic. They send over and they've got audio contact, and you can hear them basically go nuts. They yeah. go absolutely nuts and kill each other. They lose their minds and kill themselves, or, or die yeah, they kill each other or kill themselves, and they're going, "What the hell is going on?" Blah blah blah. So and then asshole Rankers says to the captain. Rankers says we want this ship because it's obviously worth billions of credits. Not millions, no, no, no more than five more million five credits. Five million <laughs> credits. More than five million. So um, Rankers says, why don't we send Blake and Jenna and anyone across to this ship um, and whatever security systems they have on board can send them nuts and hopefully they yeah, can and then we get the ship and we'll get the ship for salvage. Um, so yeah, they send Blake and Jenna over in this wonderful space tube, which is like, so it's the same space tube the other people have pegged it in and went across. It's just, it's just basically a big, I was actually doing some research on this, but it's not allowed. It basically is just this big inflatable sort of thing. And apparently it was like to use the, it was apparently about 90 degrees that day. And they were in this, like, they're all wearing like space suits, no breathable things. And they were in this sort of thing the whole day and... Um, they had to sort of stop every half yeah, an hour like so they could actually sound the fans and stuff. But it, it still does look pretty lame. It's like this it transfer is, tube. It looks, it looks like, like a big sort of, if you take your kids to like a wobbly world where you've got a big tube that's sort of, you know, they can, they can run through. It looks like the middle of a, um, a squeeze box. What does it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What are they called? Squeeze box? Accordion. Accordion, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Like accordion. Um, yeah. And they go through it and... Um, Blake and Jenna and Avon open the the airlock and a frothy mouthed lunatic runs out of them and he looks very very upset. Yeah, he's pretty just. And you can tell he's mad because there's froth froth yeah. and he's not and he's, he's clawing at people and yeah. But they still go in because I'd rather that than hang about and go see myself. Huh? You know, what, if I was them, I would choose frothiness over Riker. Riker, not Riker. Yeah, well, if I was Jenna, I would too. Cause he's, yeah, he's anyway. gross. Anyway, they go in. Um, there's a half of there's a weird thing where um, that pulsating egg thing that they meet. Yeah, they meet the security system, yeah. which gives it gives Jenna a vision, it gives uh, Avon a vision, vision, and it gives Blake a vision. But because Blake has had his mind mind scrambled, and he's he's more familiar with the whole the whole idea of having false memories implanted, and so he manages to shake off. The influence of this orb. They're dead. Those tapes are forgeries. They're dead. And shoots it. And for some reason, that's enough to stop it from attacking yeah, the other two. The gun. And he doesn't go mad, and they don't die, and they still nick the off with the ship, which is, you know, the logical conclusion. And the lucky thing is that as they're nicking off with the ship, Riker is on his way through that accordion and tube thing to make sure they don't get any funny ideas and they just disengage with the liberator and take off on the ship make a foot in what is not a bad special that effect. actually is actually the best bit of special and probably a, 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 like probably an accurate special effect like he just spins you don't go close enough, but he just spins in space and like he goes and just falls with gravity yeah <laughs> you see happen sometimes in those special effects but, but yeah um, so they, they nicked off with the ship um which means Captain 
Captain Captain Face. Captain 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 Face. Face. I really don't know what his name is. I I feel bad for that because I have watched the episode so many times and I just do not remember what it is. It's uh, Artrix. No, Artrix. Ah, something like that. Artrix is is that Eric Arnold? Eric Arnold. Oh, is that Artrix? Is it Artrix? Is is that Eric Arnold? He's kind of cute, Artrix actually. He is, but he uh, he just so is. Um, we all thought he was going to die, and he doesn't, which he doesn't is nice. Die. And Lo- also, you can call him Urzatz. I would like to call him Low Rent Eric Idle, except he's probably a little bit better looking. Yeah, he's got nice. He's got nice Sorry, throwing. Yeah. nothing, nothing against too. Eric Idle. Amazing, but and yeah. he also Eric Idle also always had fantastic hair. Yeah, he's great hair. Definitely hair. Good long flowing eighties locks. Beautifully layered. Yeah, lovingly crafted. Farrah Fawcett. Anyway, so he's already got. He's got. He's got one of his promotions now. He's second officer, which is good. Um, and they land on Cygnus Alpha with a remarkably fewer prisoners than they were yeah, supposed to be. And apparently the captain's like, oh, I'm going to record all of this in my log, and you know, he's totally honest, and he's actually an okay dude. It's just that he, he, I think the thing with Captain Captain Face is that he's, um, he's part of the system, and yeah. very much, and he's evil because of that, and that's something that comes up a lot, like, yeah. be a bit serious about it and later on. And he's kind of at the start, too, he's like, nothing ever changes. Yeah, oh, there's a great little bit where he says, nobody... The ship was meant to be refit before we left, and nothing's been done, nobody pays any attention. He's like this disgruntled old public servant. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, nobody's... Probably five, he's, probably, he's, probably, he's probably five days from retirement. Yeah, and that's right. He's just doing his last trip until he gets his superannuation <laughs> payout. Giving his badge his yeah, gun yeah, and go back to his wife and kids. Go watch and yeah. get on a holiday, and then really fucking Raker get comes in and decides yeah, yeah. to try and buddy Blake. Blake, you wrecked my retirement. Yeah, I think you'll probably be okay. I think he'll be okay. Yeah, I oh, just go back to that. Put him on a lot of drugs, and the Federation will just drag him in shit. You know. Well, he's not. I mean, he's still probably go back and take this out for again. Yeah. Did you like this episode? I we started out last episode with did. You did like it. I did like this one, and I sound exactly like the other. Uh, I did. I did. I did like this one. Tip I love the hat. Tip of the hat to Ben and Adam. Yeah, thank tip you. Tip of the hat. <laughs> I did like. Um, I like Raker a lot. I think he's a great character. I think yeah. he's just. He is in Midsummer Murders too. I can hunt down the episode. Oh man, we, 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 we need to do. No, we have to well, do a Midsummer Murders. Like a big family tree of like all the connections, like a big a Venn diagram of all the people that are in everything. But um, yeah. Um, uh, I liked it. I liked. I liked Captain Captain Face. I liked. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, yeah. Um, they were all really, really good actors. Uh, there were some fu- funny, funny parts of it. I loved the fact that, that the nice dude got killed with the with the shaving cream. Yeah, um, that was good. Oh look, there was a cool bit with Avon back in the Backingtons where um, they all get caught. And they all get put in restraints, and. Um, so, um, I think somebody said, oh, I got it wrong, or Blake said, I got it wrong, and Avon just says, we know. <laughs> and this is the first of, like, what will be, what is your favourite one-liner from Avon? Oh, yeah, we know. Episode, we know. What like, he just has this talent for saying the obvious, but also this talent for... Um, saying it in a tone of voice that is... Understatement, and, I mean, he's written by Chris Butcher, Boucher, Boucher, Boucher. Um, and he gets no sweetie, don't bump, don't bite that. That's actually so a couch. He can. Um, but yeah, he's really well written, but the delivery is pretty awesome too. Yeah, he's. It's funny because he he does a lot with his lines, and it, anyone other than uh, Paul Darrow, I don't think could have pulled Avon off. Yeah. Oh man, there was a rumor lately that nearly killed me. Oh, the the the, the batch Cumberwops was going to do oh, a re- it was a rumor. Oh, I know, I know. And I, I nearly I nearly had a meltdown. Just like, for the record viewers, and this may lose this may lose half of our viewership, um, my sister does not like 
the Cumberbatch. No, she's not a fan of the Cumberbatch. I'm not a, I'm not a Cumberbitch. I'm sorry. You're not a Cumberbitch. I'm neutral. I think he's very good at some things, and that's fine. I'm, I'm happy to let him be good at some things as long as it's not like Seven. <laughs> Keep you your filthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but look, lots of things that will unfold as we keep doing this podcast because there's lot there's lots of things that have happened between then, like sort of nineteen eighty one or whenever it finished, or eighty two and now that are just sort of a bit hilarious. Mm. And um but also we just sort of maintain our love for the show and the oh, writing and the concept show. and especially look, you know, big big hats off to Chris Bircher because he's a he's a great writer. Did you like this episode, Megan? Um, I didn't like this much to the first one. Mm. Um, and I I think it's partly because it's set on the one ship, so it's uh it's a bit confined in what it can do with, you know, action and all the rest of it. And I think that because we had characters in there that we're not gonna have down the track, we met Avon, that was great, but we had other characters that were clearly not gonna be in the ensemble. Mm. Um, and who weren't being developed. It yeah. was really, it was really world building and story building, and and for that reason, I didn't think it was that exciting. Yeah, and it's also weird coming back at it because we we we're constant because we've watched it so many times. We're constantly thinking of things to come, and you've got these little hints of the relationship between Avon and Blake, and you've yeah. got little hints of, like, Villa of Villa of being yeah. actually a well rounded and well written character, which hasn't happened yet, but he will. He's pretty good yeah. Um, And you get little glimpses of Gan and... Yeah, we um, meet Gan for the first time and he's cool. He's cool. Our SVP, David Jackson, who plays Gan, he died. Yeah, he died a few years back. Actually, quite a while back. Um, oh, no, I remember that, yeah. Oh. But, um, yeah, no, I did like it because it needed to be done and, and they are confined on this ship and it's got a job to do of world building and getting them set up to meet the Liberator and all the rest. So when you see the Liberator first, that's pretty exciting. It is, yeah. And um, I, I'm, I'm still, I, I actually laughed out loud when I saw the snake yeah. on the screen, the, like the little yeah, battle oh, thing. Yeah, the effect. Was and also this one didn't have as many effects. No. Because it wasn't, ow, puppy bit my finger. Because it, it doesn't so have as much. Like, oh, shit. Jeez. <laughs> did he, did he make you bleed? This dog, this dog, this dog, this uh, dog, listeners, is about the size of a shoe. Yeah, he's so my husband's shoe. It's pretty cute. But he's got um, little sharp needle teeth. Yeah, he has. Um, but, you yeah, know, I did, I did like it because I, I, I particularly like the same, same with Jenna. I think she's sassy. Um, I particularly liked meeting Avon. Um, and I loved to, uh, that's Eric Idol. <laughs> he seriously, he really pulled that part off, didn't he? He was yeah, really cute. he really did. Do you have like a, uh, I'm tempted oh, to call out that guy Raker actually, because my, my, that guy is Raker for this. Yeah. He loves every oh, bit of what he, he does. He, 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 he loves it. And yeah, he's, he does, he, yeah. when he spins and screams, oh. Yeah, we've got a drop. <laughs> when he does that, it's just like, yeah, yeah I'm having. He's a, yeah. an actor who's going, I'm having fun. Yeah. I'm enjoying He's probably my that guy as yeah, well. Yeah, I think. Thing. Um, were it not to be Urzat Saragado, I think that he's my that guy because he does. This guy's not a good looking man. He does wind up in one of the Star I think he's in Star Wars as well. He's, he's, in, he's one of the Imperials in Star Wars. Yeah, and a lot of these guys turn up in Star Wars. Uh, I looked him up as well. He didn't really do that much. But, I mean, I'm sure he was on the stage and had a long. You know what? He would have been. He would have been in the bill. He yeah. would have been like that, that, that's the thing about 1980s he a British on TV. Edendale or EastEnders or whatever, but and look, um, like very good actor and uh, and very menacing and and yeah, uh, obviously job. enjoyed being an asshole. Uh, yeah, so. he does have a he has an unfortunate face. Like he has a face that looks like he's got he's he's a white dude with squinty little eyes that are very heavy lidded. Okay, I hope you're not listening. 
vocab. Oh, but, 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 yeah. but, but I'm sure you're very handsome in real life. This is the only thing to about actors. They do. Actors who might look not that great on screen, when you meet them in real life, they're actually super, as we know from having gone and met a few Star Trek actors, they are super handsome in real life. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? It's even like, even if you think, you're, oh, very, you're very well aware of your they're normality. Kind of, they're kind of <laughs> handsome on the screen. You go, oh, yeah, he's not too bad. When you meet him in real life, Fucking handsome. Yes. And the screen is not kind, which is one of the reasons, I guess, we choose to podcast. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Although, you know, I think I personally believe in my own beauty, but yeah. other people know. won't pay me more I believe in it not meaning, meaning shit either. Yeah, I suppose unless it's your trade. Unless it's what you have to do. No, I don't make money from my looks. <sighs> no, my days as a boob and vagina model are over. Oh, gosh. Two kids and some surgery. <laughs> so just, you know, just, I mean, just so everybody's aware. <laughs> don't go Googling it. You're not going to find anything. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Yes. Well, us and the puppies. Are we done? I think so. Off. Puppies are both very tired. They've done some very good pod. Yeah, they've done good pod. They've probably done vaguely <laughs> better pod than us. They've probably done a lot of, actually, there's probably a lot of background noise. They've probably had clean up, actually. some better dick and fart jokes in their little heads than we had. What about it? We didn't do many dick and fart jokes this time. No. There weren't any, there weren't any available. There weren't any. Well, there was, there was Raker yeah. not being able to get it up. I that's, yeah, that's kind of, that's what you find. Just sad. Just sad. <laughs> Probably true. In in the for the character, I mean the character. Oh yes, the character. Um, yeah. So anyway, this has been uh, classically awful. Classically uh, awful. A Blake Seven podcast. Thanks Blake for listening. Seven podcasts where we mostly talk about Blake Seven. Although we did, there's a bit that we might we might need to be cut a bit of this episode. We've got yeah, a lot are you of sure. I thought it was all gold. <laughs> it was comedy gold. Comedy gold. Okay. Well, we'll see. All, all right. right. Until next time, viewers. Have a lovely one. Bye.